You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So yesterday, the deadline for Washington State employees to be vaccinated came and went. And here's what happened with the Washington State Patrol, state troopers. All right, this is state troopers. We had a total of 127 individuals that said goodbye. They engaged their separation process. Of those 127, we had 67 troopers. That's not good. Six sergeants, really not good. And one captain, mm, yeah, not good. Leave Washington State Patrol rather than comply with COVID vaccine mandate. So 127 total, 67 troopers, six sergeants, a captain. How is this going to go? Are those guys gone forever? Guys and gals, are they gone forever? I don't think so. But what a mess in the meantime, right? And this is just, it's crazy. Before we jump on in, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news. All right, here we go. As of Monday, 127 individuals had separated from employment. And Monday was yesterday. Today, I'm reading this to you on Tuesday, October the 19th. We're in that time period where it's like, okay, we told you you were all going to be fired, but keep coming to work because we really need the bodies. And we're still trying to figure out how to do this whole separation thing. And yeah, we may, we may, we may do some revisions on this whole deal before we're done. So as of Monday, 127 individuals had separated from the employment at the Washington State Patrol because of the coronavirus vaccine mandate. WSP said in a statement released early Tuesday this morning, among them are 53 civil servants, 74 commissioned officers, 67 troopers, six sergeants, one captain, and a partridge in a pear tree. Doesn't it feel that way? It's like, well, you know, a big swath of these folks are going to quit or they're, they're not going to, they're not going to kowtow to the vaccine mandate. All right, here's what the chief said. We will miss every one of them, said Chief John R. Batiste in the statement. I truly wish that you were staying with us. You have my utmost appreciation for the hard and successful work that you've provided during your valued Washington State Patrol careers. You will forever have our respect for your courage and your commitment and all you have done on behalf of the agency. Okay, so the chief has got to put something out, right? Politically, he's got to put something out. But doesn't it just feel kind of like a big punch in the gut when you hear these speeches? It's like, yeah, so you're firing these people over a medical procedure. Mm, Okay, these people don't have to go through separation. We could we could alter things just a tweak here and tweak there to current public policy and they'd still be protecting us. Because that's what the state troopers do on the highways. Earlier this month, the agency's vaccination rate was at 93%, as 152 of the agency's 2,200 employees had not submitted paperwork to show they were vaccinated. All right, so that came down from 152 down to 127. That was a sharp increase from earlier data showing that the state patrol's vaccination rate as of September 20th was just under 63%. So we've gone from 63% to 93% to 90, I think is it 97% on the state troopers right now? I mean, it's incredibly high. You're not going to be able to press many more folks to get the jab. You're just not. 
Since Governor Jay Inslee issued the order, one of the strictest in the nation, and that, that might be one of the reasons you're watching this, because you're like, well, they're not doing that in my state, and they're not doing that in my town, they're not doing that in my county. Be thankful they're not, because this is this is not going to go well. This is not going to bode well. And we've already got, you know, we've, we've got a shortage of people in all positions, particularly in law enforcement right now, because that hasn't exactly been uh, supported by our politicians. I mean, that's to say it very, very mildly. So since Governor Jay Inslee issued the order, one of the strictest in the nation, with no option for regular testing of those who forego the shots, no option. And yet on the, the federal, they're going to have testing once a week, something like that. We'll figure out what OSHA says, figure out if the Office of Management Budget is who's got the, they've got the whole federal mandate. They're looking at the paperwork, trying to figure out how it goes. What a disaster. So with no option for regular testing of those who forgo the shot, state employees have protested, filed lawsuits, and sought exemptions to avoid the vaccines. Here we've got a uh, judge denies a last minute effort to block Governor Jay Inslee's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. That happened yesterday. All right. Um, but you're going to have all kinds of lawsuits. I mean, it's, it's just going to keep on going. Inslee spokesperson Tara Lee wrote earlier this month that the increase in the state patrol's vaccination rate shows the vaccine mandate is working. Well, when you take away people's ability to provide for their families, if you consider that the vaccine mandate working, then okay, I just don't see, you know, jab for job as being the way things should be going. I just don't. But that's not my decision. I can just talk about it. We are greatly encouraged by rising numbers across state agencies, Lee added, and are very glad that state employees are choosing to get vaccinated. And are they choosing? Isn't this being mandated? Isn't this basically being forced upon people? Sure seems like that. Well, do you want to, does your family want to eat or remain unvaxxed? Those are your two choices, given your position at the Washington State Patrol at this point in time, or as a state worker for the state of Washington. Those are your two choices. Hmm. And we're not going to give you the testing option. So we believe the verified numbers will continue to go up as we get closer to the deadline. They're up very, very high. How long can we keep playing this charade? Washington State Patrol said agency leaders will assess the actual impact of the loss and move resources and people around where necessary in the coming days. How are you going to do that with 67 troopers? Who, who are you going to put in there? Who are you going to just substitute in there? Vigorous recruiting will continue that will fill three new academy classes in the coming months, the State Patrol said. Well, I feel better having new academy recruits on the job instead of seasoned veterans. That makes a lot of sense. I say, let's, let's just fire everybody and bring in all new academy recruits. All right. We'll just see how the, uh, see how the highways do based on that. Wild, right? As for the more than 2000 individuals who elected to stay with our agency, I am forever thankful, Batiste said in the statement. We have the responsibilities of the agency to carry forward, and I am not going to ask you to do more with less. We should do our very best to keep our remaining staff from becoming overburdened by these temporary losses. Are they temporary? I don't know. Are they permanent? I don't know. I kind of think they're not. I kind of think they're not. But given our current administration here in the state of Washington, it very well could be. 
and just lots of things that I've thought of. There's no way that's going to happen. They're happening, They're happening right now. People are being separated from their jobs. In a message to all Washington State Patrol personnel Monday evening, the chief said, COVID is a killer and the state is taking action intended to improve public safety. Opioid over addiction, addiction is a uh, is a killer. Opioid overdose right now, real killer. Uh, are we freaking out over that? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I thank you for staying on post and staying in service to this state and agency. Better days are ahead. Believe that. And I know I believe in you. Oh, my heart is warm just hearing those words. Isn't yours? And by the way, you're still fired. Sorry, guys, you're still fired. All right. So there's that, right? Okay. So Seattle touts 99% compliance with employee vaccine mandate. 99%. That's, that's almost 100%. The city of Seattle, this is the city of Seattle proper, right? Reported Monday morning that 99% of its employees are in compliance with the mayor's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. That gives you a little sense of how Seattle's going right now. Pretty vaxxed up. And yet, with 99% of you know the, the workers... We're going into a period where we're going to have to have, show a vaccine card for damn near everything that we do. I mean, it's the, the overreach on this has just become incredible, right? By 11.59 p.m. Monday, all Seattle City employees have to be vaccinated. We knew that. As of Monday morning, yesterday morning, 94% of the city's 11,000 employees have been vaccinated. An additional 5% have filed paperwork for an exemption. The remaining 150 or about 1% had not yet complied. So in city of Seattle proper, they've got, they've got damn near 100% compliance. At a news conference Monday, Durkin said she was so proud of the compliance numbers and made a plea to those who hadn't filed paperwork. If you haven't filed by the last day, you're probably not gonna. You're in that, that minority city of Seattle. Now, just about every other agency has got bigger numbers than 1% who haven't complied. Maybe it's 5%, maybe it's 10% on the outside. And that's kind of here in the greater Seattle, Washington area. At 12.01, if they're not vaccinated, it depends on whether there's an exemption process or whether they just haven't filed their paperwork, Durkin said. Everyone has to be vaccinated. Well, we will try to provide a last chance for every city employee who has not complied with this. All right, all right. Opportunities. But at the end of the day, eh, you and your family want to eat given your current employment situation, or uh, eat and get the jab, or yeah, no, that's, those are your two options. No in between. I mean, they, they say there's an in between with the exemption, but for so many of these jobs, there's no accommodation. So I mean, where does that go? In the Seattle Police Department, over 350 officers had not yet submitted proof of vaccination in early October, causing concern about police staffing. But as of Monday morning, 91% of department employees and 90% of sworn personnel had been vaccinated. An additional 7% of department employees and 8% of sworn employees had filed for exemptions, according to information provided by the uh, Mayor Durkin's chief of staff. All right, so we're getting this information from Mayor Durkin, and I read that it's somewhere between 11% haven't turned in their paperwork on the Wash in the Seattle Police Department, somewhere between 11% and 6%. The mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, said basically 
And then immediately, Jason Rance came out with and said, you know what? Uh, Seattle mayor downplays the crisis, falsely says only 24 officers didn't turn in vaccine paperwork. So what's going on here? What do we have? Is the, is the mayor saying something falsely? Oh, we can't have that. We need to get into this and just take a, just to take a quick, tiny little peek. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin told reporters on Monday that only about two dozen officers have not put in their vaccine paperwork ahead of the Monday deadline. This is remarkably and intentionally misleading. We have falsehoods. We have misleading statements. What else do we have going on here? shenanigans. The actual number of officers who are either unvaccinated or have not turned in their vaccine paperwork is at least 123. That is, that's about 11%. Uh, I think we're at 1,048 deployable officers. And I'm not sure if that includes those who are on perma vacation or not, but it could also be in excess of 250 because we're not really sure where the numbers sit. Um, because some of those numbers, they haven't been released people on, you know, permanent vacation, taking their sick leave, taking their vacation time, figuring out what to do, figuring out next career move. And, and I'm not joking on that. They're literally trying to figure out what to do. And maybe you're one of them listening to this podcast. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of people in public safety, let's just say that, that reach out to me and say, Hey, Thanks for the podcast. And you know what? You're welcome. If you keep the streets safe, or try to at least, I'm going to support you. If officers do not comply with the vaccine mandate, they're to be fired under Durkin's order. But staffing for the Seattle Police Department is at historic lows with only 1,048, all right, deployable officers at the ready to police the city. The Seattle Police Department cannot stand to lose any more officers. So even if it's 25, even if it's 50, Ooh, that's that's not something that Seattle right now can can afford to have happen. One of my kids was telling me this morning, one of my kids was was at my house and he was telling me my youngest, he lives on Queen Anne and he was saying, yeah, drove home yesterday to our place. And uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of police officers and it was close to Highway 99, which is pretty major north-south uh, drag. And yeah, there was a body on the sidewalk or kind of on the side of the street with a sheet over it. Homeless person had OD'd. And, um, you know, we just got so much of that stuff going on. And we don't have the numbers of police officers to respond to all these calls. So while they're out there dealing with that stuff, property crime happens to citizens of Seattle. We don't have the bandwidth of our officers to respond. So even if it's 24, or if it's 50, or if it's 75 officers, whatever number it is, it's not a good thing. It's not like we've got the fluff in the numbers of our, our um, police officers to withstand yet more basically damage to the integrity of the police force. Explaining Durkin's dis, dis, deeply misleading numbers. All right, Jason's going to walk us through this. The 24 officers Durkin cites are officers who have not submitted any paperwork nor asked for exemptions. The Jason Rant show on KTTH is confirmed. But there are also 99 officers who have asked for an exemption from the mandate. These officers are not included in Durkin's count. That puts the actual number of officers who are either unvaccinated or unwilling to submit paperwork at 123. 
all right, if, if you're reading into that, I think the mayor is saying absolutely have not submitted literally have not supported submitted any paperwork is 24. The other 99 have submitted their paperwork saying, Hey, I'm asking for an exemption. I'm not giving you the paperwork on the jab because I'm not getting it. But here's the deal. I want an exemption based on medical or I want to deal an exemption based on religious. So according to multiple sources, while these exemptions have been approved, their accommodations have been denied. Uh-oh. So we've got 123 is what we're saying. Hmm. Not 24. Hmm. Which one do we believe? I, I don't know. I... This is a tough call. This means the city must determine under a limited timeline, like now, as to whether or not they will terminate these officers or continue good faith bargaining with the Seattle Police Officers Guild, Mike Salon, on how to proceed. All right. So in conversation with the mayor up until this point where she's been pointedly asked, all right, are you going to fire police officers in Seattle if they don't get the jab? She's always said, um, and if she said something since this, I apologize, but she's always said, I think the police officers will do the right thing and they will get vaccinated. All right. So she's not really saying, but she's not also coming out and saying, yeah, we're going to fire them. She's kind of leaving that that open. I don't know. Are they going to be fired? Are they, are they going to start the separation process? Love that term. It's such, it's such double talk for you're fired. So the city is hoping that some of the officers hoping for exemptions will submit to the vaccine to save their jobs. Would you like to feed your family? Get the jab. That's what we're saying, right? All right. So uh, what else do we have? It's unclear if these 99 officers, the ones that have submitted paperwork asking for an exemption but haven't had an accommodation, if these 99 officers are unable to work while the city figures out if they'll be terminated, if we need these police officers, if we don't have them, how else are you going to get them? Recruitment has not been going well. It just hasn't. Literally, who wants to be a cop in Seattle? Oh, sign me up. I'm, I'm a thrill seeker. I mean, you'd have to be a, a dumb thrill seeker at this point in time. Or you're just realizing, okay, if I can grind out the beginning stages of my career here at the Seattle Police Department, and who knows, maybe it'll get better. Maybe the citizens of Seattle won't hate us quite as much because it sure feels like that's happened over the last year and a half. Nobody really likes cops. Um, do you want to sign up for that kind of job for your day-to-day occupation? Is that where you want to be? I know there's some. There's a very small percentage that are going through training, being a cop in Seattle. There's some, but not nearly enough to offset the, what, 300, 350 that have separated themselves from the police department. So given Governor Jay Inslee's move to fire unvaccinated officers or officers who do not comply with the mandate, there is political pressure on Durkin to follow through. Are we are we kicking this can down the road on you got to fire him? No, I don't want to fire him. That doesn't look that doesn't look good. Yeah, but you're one and done. You're a one and done mayor. Well, you're a governor. Why don't you do this? But the situation might be even worse. Staffing could be even worse. It remains unclear if the city is counting officers who are on the human resources unavailable list. This is the permanent vacation I was talking about. The freedom flu. Blue flu. 
This means that the officer is on extended leave. It could be anything from being on maternity or paternity leave and recovering from injury or officers using accrued vacation time or serving in the military. Now, I know the, uh, oh, what was it? The secretary of whatever it was that worked on shipping and all that stuff, Tram secretary of transportation, he and his husband just adopted twins. And so he is taking paternity leave. And I guess in this case, all right, so they're both handling the duties of getting the two infants up and running. But when I see paternity leave, and I had a wife in, in my case, heterosexual, I had a wife, it seemed like she just kind of took everything and there really wasn't much for me to do. And I was just kind of wondering, did I, have things changed that much in the last 28 years when my first son was born where the men need to do a paternity leave? I understand in their case, things might be different and they've got twins. So let's, let's give them a little, little room there. They've got twins, but in a, in a, um, a hetero relationship where you, the wife is the one who gave birth and they're doing the breastfeeding and all that good stuff, bottle feeding, whatever it is you do. Um, it doesn't leave a lot for the guy for me to really do. I remember, I think I stayed home maybe a few days, like a couple of days. And then my wife said, you know what? I think, I think my mom was there. I think I think my mother-in-law was there. We had a lot of people and it seemed like the house was kind of crowded. There wasn't a lot for me to do. The kid either, you know, was either eating, sleeping or pooping. And, you know, somebody's got that covered at all times. Cause you know, that first infant in the family, everybody's just Johnny on the spot. And I wanted to be around my kid too, but I also realized he was going to be there. So I did the right thing and went back to work. Um, as you do, or as I did, and I've kind of, you know, you see this paternity leave thing and you're like, maybe I didn't spend enough time with my kids when they were infants. Maybe that's where I went wrong. I don't know, but that's just something I see because paternity leave, what's that? Maternity leave? Totally get it. You're a mom working, but paternity leave, it's a different drill. It's a different thing. It's different times, I guess. So and on my second kid, I don't think I even stayed at home at all. I think I literally like went back to work, but I was also hustling a lot and, you know, priorities probably screwed up, you know, fathering, whew, difficult. Um, so, so it could be anything from being on maternity or paternity leave and recovering from an injury or officers using accrued vacation time or serving in the military. That number is believed to be around 125. So HR is basically saying they've got a category, it's unavailable, there's 125, but it could be as high as 150, according to several sources. So we don't know the true number of police officers that we're going to lose, but we're going to find out. And we've been finding out, and it's somewhere 300, north of 300 now, I think. And this is in a police department that has 1,048. Now we've hired some since then, we've hired some but not enough to offset the 300 and whatever, 350. If these officers are not included in the list the mayor offered, the city could have an excess of 200 officers who would be up for termination. All right, so the mayor's going with the lowest number she can work out. And Jason Rance is, is coming up with the total number. We don't know. We don't know what it is. 
but neither neither does the mayor. Mayor doesn't. Well, maybe the mayor knows because the mayor's got inside information and all this stuff. Maybe she knows, but she's saying basically ah, it's only twenty four, two dozen, um, but in excess of two hundred from Jason Rance, that wouldn't be good. And that's the fear factor, though, right? I mean, if it's two hundred, that's not good. It's not going to be two hundred. It could be, but guaranteed, it's not. Just. It, it's just not. So I'm going to give it to you straight. And if they're not including the 100 officers that have asked for an exemption, which currently they're still not being accounted for, I would say that they're playing a numbers game, uh, said Seattle Police Officers Guild President Mike Salan, explained to Jason Rant's show on KTTH. All right, let's be fair. Got to throw that number in. All right, so you got a hundred and you got a hundred and a quarter, and maybe you've got 200 total. I mean, maybe you do have that. And why, why are we focusing on just police so much? Because our numbers are down here in Seattle, that whole chop chaz thing. And we've got this spike in crime going on. It's just not good. It's not good at all. Um, so Durkin can claim a technicality that she is not being dishonest. All right. That's, of course, disingenuous. Oh, all right disingenuous. You are not being genuine. You're not giving us the full scope of the scenario. You're not giving us the full disclosure. That's what politicians do. They focus on the thing that benefits their cause the most and they run with that. The only concern people have is whether or not staffers are vaccinated or unvaccinated and how many will be fired. The parsing out numbers to downplay the staffing crisis seems intentional. Hmm. Politicians playing intentional games? Tell me it's not true. So why the spin? Because Durkin has a big decision to make. And that's the reason. I'm not reading all this nonsense for you because this is new stuff. This is not new stuff. This next section here, it, this did make me think a little bit. And that's what I like about Jason. Um, sometimes his stuff goes to one extreme. Because I think somebody out there needs to be offsetting the other side, which is always going to the left extreme hard here in Seattle. So somebody's got to balance that out. And I think Jason does a really good job of that. Um, any cuts to current staffing would turn a crisis into an epic catastrophe. The city cannot afford to lose any more officers. We know that. There are times right now where staffing is under the minimum requirements in certain neighborhoods. We know that. They lean on nearby precincts to su supplement their low staff. It's why 911 response times are so long. It's in Durkin's best interest to downplay the potential cuts because she may either need to walk back her threats of termination or go through with them. Those are her two options. You got one of two options here, Mayor. You're going to have to to back off on that. By By terminate, I meant for them to not be employed for a number of days until we sorted this all out. And then moving forward, that whole separation, I am going to re not separate them. That didn't even make any sense, does it? It makes no sense at all. We're going to engage them. We're going to engage them in their employment as normal. Got to either do that, which makes, I mean, I don't know. Politically, is that where we're headed? It doesn't feel that way, does it? Or you got to can them. You just got, hey, guys, that separation thing, you're fired. So it's in Durkin's best interest to downplay the potential cuts because she either needs to walk back her threats 
or go through with them. So let's keep going here. If she walks them back, she'll create even more resentment within the Seattle Police Department. I don't think you can have any more resentment than is what at Seattle Police Department, unless you're, you're in some other department like that. I don't know. Basically, you were told to abandon your East Precinct. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not a cop. Let me know. If you're a cop and you think there's another department out there that has more resentment, let me know. Maybe maybe Atlanta, maybe Chicago. Officers who were forced under threat of their livelihood to get a vaccine against their religious beliefs or in conflict with their position that this is government overreach will realize that Durkin was bluffing with her threats. How can anyone take her seriously in the waning days of her administration? Maybe that happens. She is a one and done mayor after all. Not going anywhere this this election term, right? But if Durkin fires this many cops, even if it's just 24 who didn't turn in their paperwork as of Monday afternoon, she would make this city even more unsafe with escalating violent crime and sky high 911 response times. It would be very easy for criminals to take advantage. Is that going on? Absolutely. So what will Durkin work? What will Durkin do? Walk back her threat and show it was toothless, alienating even more officers in the process? Or will she drive droves of officers putting the safety of the community on the line? Could she be suddenly grant accommodations for those who asked for exemptions? Yeah. What would that look like? We need you to stay on for a couple of weeks. We're going to let this blow over. And, and could you come back to work and just not tell anybody? We're short on cops. Um, good luck explaining the disparate treatment to the other city workers who were denied or fired. Mm, bringing up some good points here. How is this going to play out? Durkin put herself in this position. So how will she get out of it? That's what we're going to find out. To be continued, right? And the police thing is, I mean, this is just such a big deal because uh, that whole thing of public safety here in the city of Seattle, and it's not, it's just not, it's just not going all that well. Uh, you've got businesses clamoring for more 911 coverage. You got break-ins happening and police aren't really able to do much because they don't have the body count to get out there and do all that. People are worried. They're worried about, you know, their neighborhoods being overtaken by certain elements. And this isn't the time to have fewer police out there, uh, even if it's only 24. I've said all along, I think 50 will, will quit. Will, I think the number is 50 that um, will be in play as far as you're fired you're separated. And that's just been a guess of mine because I, I don't really know and I don't have an inside track down on any of this information. That's just a pod. It's a guy sitting in a real estate office taking a guess, let's be honest. Um, but I don't think I'm that far off either way. Maybe I'm a little bit off. I know I'm a little bit off. I mean, that's, that's what we're doing here, right? But um, yeah, Durkin put herself in this position. So how will she get out of it? Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? We're going to find out pretty soon too, because these aren't, uh, these aren't like positions where you can just, uh, you, you guys just take a two week vacation. We'll chat about it. We'll reimagine and rethink your job and come back and we'll figure something out. Nah, yeah, you, you got to have these guys and gals on the ground doing their thing. Um, cause otherwise, yeah, it, you know, bad things literally happen. So that's where we're at. Or, you know, another thing is, defund the Seattle Police Department by 
We're trying real hard here in Seattle. We're trying really hard to get there one way or the other. It feels like that, doesn't it? Doesn't that seem kind of, but the argument can be made, but yeah, it's not just the cops, it's all the other industries. Yeah, when you've got a major labor shortage, this is the best time to be firing people, right? I mean, they don't have any other options of where to go to. Oh, they do have other options. But you know what? Some of them have a little thing called careers lined up. And to make a career change because of a medical procedure that should be one's choice, has been in the past. Hmm. Yeah, that's where we're at. All right. To be continued on this one. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being a part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, that's it. I'm done. We'll catch up soon. I'm not done done just on this one. All right, we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 